Welcome to our special class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a very, very powerful and special Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe. The Rebbe said this discourse on Shabbos Parshas Re'eh, when you blessed the month of El in the year, Tavshin Chav Vav, which is exactly 54 years ago. And the Rebbe certified and edited this Hasidic discourse on Rosh Chodesh Elul, Tavshin Nun, 30 years ago. The Hasidic discourse is based on the verse, Ani Ladoidi Vidoidi Li, which is a verse in Shir Hashirim, where King Solomon says, I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. So the, and we know that it's brought down many, many places that Ani Ladoidi Vidoidi Li, if you take the first letter from each word, spells the month of El. Now, it's nice, it's cute, that Ani Ladoidi spells the month of El. What's the connection between Ani Ladoidi Vidoidi Li and the month of El? So the author of El Kutatoyin explains as follows. That there's two types of ways to serve Hashem. One way is where we create the inspiration. We're yearning to be with Hashem. We do all the work. In Kabbalah, it's called the Sarusa del Tata, all the Isairis, all the awakenings coming from us. And then there's something which is called the Sarusa del Eila, the inspiration and the awakening and the driving force is coming as a gift from Hashem. So the author says as follows. In the month of Elul, we do our avoida. We get up early, we, uh, we, we pray extra, some people have the custom to say extra slichot, uh, we say more psalms every day in the month of Elul, we blow the shoifer, uh, people are more ke- careful in laws of kashrut, uh, uh, they try to upgrade their kashrut levels, people check their tefillin, their mezuzot, and as we do many, many things, no one asks us to do it, it's not a halacha, it's not a din, it's not something which, it's biblical, you have to do it, but there's many, many minhagim, there's customs that we do in the month of Elul, why? To inspire us, that we should be inspired. We're doing the work to come close to Hashem. On the other hand, you have Roshaniyim Kippur already. Roshaniyim Kippur, we know it's Yom Nairayim. They're awesome days. And that motivates us. And that's how we know. So when people come to Shul, Roshaniyim Kippur, why? And, or Sesame Tshuva, people fast. Why? Because it's awesome days. So there's the Avoid of Yisrael Tatum, we do our work, which is basically the month of El. And then there's the Avoid of Yisrael Leila, which what? Is a gift from Hashem. And that is the idea of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, and the Sarah Shemei Tshuva. So based on this, the altar says like this. Anil Doidi means, I am to my beloved. I'm doing the work. I'm the one creating the relationship. I'm putting forth the energy. The Doidi Li is when Hashem gives me the gift. So that's the connection of Anil Doidi, Doidi Li, and Rosh Tevis Elul. The first half, Anila Doidi, is referring to the Avoida, the work of the month of Elul. But Doidi Li is the Avoida of what? Of Roshani Yom Kippur. So, but the question is, you have to understand, Rebbe says, very nice. But what does it come out? In the word Elul, you have Anila Doidi, which is really the Avoida of the month of Elul. But Doidi Li is what? Roshani Yom Kippur. So, What's the connection? So in a simple meaning, the, the, the author explains that the avoid of Anila Doidi brings about the Doidi Li. But still, where is Vidoidi Li, the inspiration of above, in the month of El? So the author explains and he says like this, that in the month of Elul, there is, it's called the time of the Yud Gimel Midas We know in the Torah it is very, very powerful, um, 13 attributes of compassion, which Hashem is available when we, we, we recite those, those, that verse. And that powerful energy of the 13 attributes of compassion is available and it's out there and it's opened to tap into the Yud Gimel Midas Now, what does the Yud Gimel Midas accomplish? What it accomplishes is that 
it creates, in terms of Kabbalah, it's called an Asinas Koyach. What does that mean, an Asinas Koyach? So there's a difference between being Me'orir and Asinas Koyach. What's the difference? Me'orir means when Hashem reveals Himself and you cleave to Hashem. So you have no choice. The light is so strong. Who's not going to cleave to Hashem? On the other hand, when Hashem is hidden, when someone cleaves to Hashem, it's because you're cleaving to Hashem. You're, you're, you're creating the relationship. True, Hashem is out there. So an Asinach Koyach means that it's not Hashem, it's Hashem is not the driving force. We're the driving force to connect to the idea of the Yud Gimel And because Yud Gimel what it does is, it creates a Anasinach Koyach, and therefore the Avoidah of Chodesh Elul is Anil Adoidi. Why? Because I'm doing the work. I'm the one that's beseeching Hashem. We are the driving force to Hashem. And true, yes, the Yud Gimel Mitzrachim are out there. And because it's out there, everybody feels it. Even someone that's disconnected, not 100, but disconnected from an open relationship with Hashem, and someone is not necessarily inspired, they will feel the Yud Gimel which is not going to push them in any way. It's not going to be a driving force, but it's out there that they know it's, it's an awareness that it's out there. And because of that, we do our avoider of... In the month of El. So the Rebbe asks, we have to understand, what, how does this work? And it was like this. On one hand, what are we saying? That this Yud Gimel Midasarachimim in the month of El is totally out there. Who is it out there for? Who is it revealed to? Everybody. Even somebody who is not necessarily actively involved in a relationship with Hashem. Everyone's connected to Hashem, but in an active way, he's not, he's not connected. But this person, every single person, from the one that has the greatest relationship or the weakest or anywhere in between, they feel the Yudgim Moserachim. But on the other hand, what are we saying? It doesn't inspire you. It's only in a Sinas Kayach. What do you mean? If we feel it, why does it inspire us? If it's the Yudgim Moserachim, which are very, very powerful, and we do feel it, so why is it inspiring us? Why it's only in a Sinas Kayach? So in order to understand this, when you're dealing with a complex issue, you always need a mashal, a parable. So the author gives a mashal, an example, and he says, it's like, for example, Hamelech Basada. The king is in the field. What does that mean? We all know the king is really usually in a palace. He's in, uh, in his palace, hometown palace. What happens when the king is in his hometown palace? So first of all, not everyone can come in. You can't just come in. You have to have an appointment, you have to be a special person, you have to have a reason why you're going into, into the, see the king. And... Only then could you go in. What happens, Melech Basada, when the king is in the field? When the king is in the field, anybody can go see the king. So the Rebbe says, what's the difference between when the king is in the field or the king is in the palace? It means like this. When the king is in the palace, what type of revelation of the king is felt? A very strong revelation. Matter of fact, when you walk into the palace, you're in awe. The tremendous power, the tremendous wealth, the tremendous uh, royalty that you that you that you experience in the palace. So it creates an awesomeness for for the king. So the re- revelation is very very powerful. It's a powerful revelation. On the other hand, when the king's in the field, he's dressed simple clothing. So the revelation is not necessarily so strong. However, the gilui, the the revel- the revealed part of the king, is to everybody. So the basic difference is that in the palace, it's a very powerful relation. In the field, it's one that's totally available to everybody. Now, therefore, what does that mean practically? It means like this. 
in the, in the, that was the mushal, that was the parable. What does it mean in the Nimshal? It means like this. That in, on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, it's a very, very powerful relation. And because it's so powerful, it awakens you and inspires you to turn to Hashem. However, in the month of Elul, when it's like the king is in the field, so it doesn't, it doesn't inspire you to turn to the king. What's, what's the awesome inspiration here? He's dressed like everybody else. And not only he, everyone, everyone can, can reach out to the king. And even someone that's far, that's not connected will be, will be connected. Why is that? Because when the king is so simple and he's so out in the field, it doesn't create in you a desire or a yearning to want to be with the king. So why is somebody going to the king? So the answer is, as the author says, because somebody writes it, somebody wants to. You want to come to the king. So the king is the king is there, 100%. The king is revealed. But it doesn't create a desire within you. So why are you going to the king? Because you're choosing to go to the king. Obviously, the king was not in the field. There's nothing to talk about. But when he's in the field, so he, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to take advantage of the opportunity. And the reason why you're taking advantage of him because you're choosing to take advantage of the opportunity. It's not like... The king is there with all his chariots and all his uh, entourage. That, oh my gosh, I want to go see it. There's no sizzle. There's no excitement. So why are you going to the king? Because you want to go. So the point is that in the month of Elul, what happens is like this. There's an Asinas Koyach. What does it mean, Asinas Koyach? There's an opportunity. The king is available. And everybody knows that he's, that he's out there. But it doesn't motivate you. It doesn't inspire you. The fact that the king is out there, that part of the king doesn't inspire you because he's out there simply. Where's the big thrills? Everyone can get a picture. And also the king is not even dressed up in royalty. You want the excitement. So that's based on this, the altar explains that what's the, what happens in the month of Elul? It's an Asinas Koyach. It means it's an opportunity. But the opportunity has to come from with us. But then the Rebbe explains, if that's the case, then what are we saying? That on one hand, the month of Elul, Guess what? The king is out. Simple clothing. It doesn't motivate. It doesn't inspire. But we're choosing to go to the king. So if that's the case, Rebbe says, but in the marshal they give, the parable they give about the king in the field, what do they say after you go over to the king? So again, the reason why I'm going over to the king is why? Because I'm choosing to. There's nothing pulling me. There's no, there's no urgency. There's no excitement. The king is available. He's out there. And we know in life, anytime something's totally available, there's no excitement. So there's no really excitement. I know he's out there because everyone knows he's out there. But I'm motivated to go to him. Great. But the parable goes further and it says, once I come to the king, what happens? The, it says, the king shows you a beautiful, and I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, the savior upon him, Yahweh. When you come and there's no excitement, guess what? He... He embraces you with a beautiful face. He says, oh, it's so good to see you. And it goes further. Not only Besever Ponim Yofis or a nice face, but it says, Omara Ponim Soichakois. He smiles to you and he's engaging within you. And he makes you feel great that you came to see, see the king. So the question is, why is that important? If we're trying to say that the month of Elul it's just that the fact that Yud Gimel Mizrachim are out there, and it creates an asinas koyach, means it's an opportunity to go to the king. Already the mar upon him the safer upon him is already sounds like more than just an opportunity. And not only that, even let's say that fine, Hashem, we do our avoda, and after we show up, the king 
gives us Mara Panam he smiles to us and he's and he gives us a a nice gesture. So that's that's the avoid of afterwards. That's not the avoid of Anila Doidi. Anila Doidi means I am I am going to the king. When does when does the king show me the Maran Panam It's afterwards. What's why why is it, why is he put in the whole idea of showing us the 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 the, the, the Saver Panam Maran Panam <clears throat> and, the, and to go into it even more, why, the Rebbe says, why is when it speaks about the Savior Panim, does it say the Savior Panim Yofa is a beautiful face? And why, when it speaks about Mara, the, 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 the image that he shows us is the idea of Seichachis. So Rebbe says like this, that the truth is, what's the whole idea that in the month of Elul, we have the revelation of the 13 attributes of compassion? So he says there's two ideas. One is that if you look at the difference between Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and the month of Elul, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a tremendous avoidoy. You got to connect to this tremendous inspiration. You're going to shul. All the bells and whistles are out there. The month of Elul that requires from you one thing. You don't have to get dressed up in your Shabbos clothing or your Yontav clothing. You have to make special meals and special food and a special mantra, nothing. You have to do one thing. You have to be, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, you have to be Makabal Pnei HaMelech. So in other words, what is the Avoida of Chodesh Elul to be Makabal Pnei HaMelech? The king is out there. You'd give him this Racham is available. My avoido, my work of the month of Elul is, I am going out to receive the king. What does that mean practically? In Hebrew and Kabbalah, it's called Kabbalah's Earl Malcha Shemayim. So the avoido of Elul is, I'm accepting the yoke of Hashem, which is huge. So that is the avoido of the month of Elul. So if you want to know how to get ready for the month of Elul, and you want to know what the avoido is in the month of Elul, two things. First thing is, Kabbalah's Earl Malcha Shemayim. Here I am, ready. No stress, no pressure. I'm just here. I want to accept the king. That's point number one. So Yud Gimel Misrachim creates an opportunity that I can go out and accept the king. What's my avoid to go out and accept the king? The second ha- thing that happens in, in the month of El- in the month of Elul, that this revelation that Hashem reveals Himself through the Yud Gimel Misrachimim, it penetrates to everybody. In other words, we know the Melech Basad, the king in the field, but even, and we know in Chassidus it says that in the midbar, the desert, what's the desert? The desert is a place which is not holy. And the desert cannot even be elevated because there's nothing there. It's counter of godliness. Something that's counter is counter. Something that's neutral could be elevated. But nevertheless, even though in the desert it's counter godliness, but there are people that are living in the desert. There are people that are living in that environment. So the desert itself, the counter-godliness can't be elevated because it's counter. But the people living in the desert could be elevated. How are they elevated? Because this Nesinus Koyach, this revelation of the Yigimel Minasarachim is felt by all the people in the field and even the people that are out in the, in the, in the, in the Midbar. And that what happens when they feel it so it creates within them an asinus koyach, again, to underscore. It doesn't, it doesn't motivate them and inspire them to make a move, but it's an opportunity for them to do tshuva. Now, if you think of it, what's the whole idea of tshuva? Tshuva means that you're repenting. 
Why are you repenting? Because obviously he did something wrong. So when someone's in the in the midbar, which means obviously he he totally did the did the opposite of Kabbalah Shomachshmayim. In Hebrew, it's called prekasoil. He totally disconnected from Hashem. But nevertheless, even though he disconnected from Hashem, he sees an opportunity to turn to Hashem. Now, what happens when this person that has totally rejected Hashem and is totally thrown off the yoke of Hashem and he's out there in the midbar and he doesn't want to really have anything to do with Hashem, but then he feels the energy of the Yud Gimim and So he, he on his own, Again, doesn't awaken within him, because that will be a Yisairus. That's what Shani Yom Kippur. He in his own decides, you know what? Time for me to turn to Hashem. Through the Nesir Kayach, but the avoid that comes from him. It was his choice. Totally on his own. What happens once he does that? So then Hashem is makabal him, the save upon him, your face. Hashem accepts him with a beautiful face. In other words... And the Rebbe says even further, what happens to someone that's in the desert? And he says, you know what? I'm in Sinas Kayach. Hashem is out there. I want to turn to Hashem. He wants to. And he wants to, but the problem is that it remains in wanting. He actually doesn't return to Hashem. He wants to turn to Hashem, but he doesn't. So the Rebbe says, and this is a powerful idea, just the mere fact that he had a Hisairus, or he had, because of Sinas Kayach, he wanted, he chose to say, oh, I'm turning to Hashem. In actuality, he doesn't. So you would think, it's only action. On certain cases, we say that. But over here, the Rebbe says that the mere fact that someone that's in the Midbar wants to turn to Hashem, you know what happens? Hashem is makabal that person, besaver ponim yofos, saying, wow, the fact that you wanted to turn to me, I love you. Besaver ponim yofos. Now, what happens when Hashem takes somebody that just wanted to turn to Hashem, and He says, hey, I accept you, that awakens within them, and this is where it's powerful, a tremendous rotzain, which they didn't have before, a strong rotzain, to actually to accept the king, and to do the avoid of Kabbalah Shalmach Shemayim. And because they have this Ratzon, which was inspired, the mere fact that Hashem was embraced and the Savior upon him, you know what happens then? Through that, they create the strength to overcome any obstacles they have. Which, if you think about it, here's a very, very powerful lesson. How we need to relate to every single person, the way Hashem relates to them. How does Hashem relate to people? Again, you'd give them, what's, what happens on the month of Elul? You'd give them the Sarachim are out there. So somebody is totally disconnected, as he says over here on the level of he's out like in a desert, and he has an inspiration. You know what? I want to turn to Hashem. Who doesn't? We all do at some point. But Lepala, you don't. So if the person didn't return yet, is so he going to reject them? He says, no. What does Hashem do? Hashem accepts them, but save them, pardon me, even though they didn't return yet. They're still sinning. They're still doing their, their disconnection. They're still disconnected from Hashem. What happens when Hashem loves them and Hashem accepts them, even though they did not return yet? That acceptance fuels within them a tremendous rotzoin that they want to turn to Hashem.
And that Rotsam, you know, Rotsam is a very, very powerful Koyach. It's the powerful, the most powerful Primis Koyach that we have on, on 10 Spheroids. That Rotsam gives them the power to overcome all their obstacles and all the struggles they have that they can break through whatever's holding them back and then really, really turn to Hashem. And then Rebbe explains what happens. So the first thing is that's just from Sefer Panim Yofais. That's from the first level of love that Hashem gives them. They're, they have the power to break through everything. But then Hashem gives them even more. Umar Panim Soicha Kois He actually gives them a real beautiful hug. In English, that's what it's called. Soicha Kois. He embraces them with a smile. Not only Sefer Panim Yofais. But Seichakois, a tremendous smile of, of real acceptance on a very, very deep level. So it explains that the difference between Mara Ponim means it already was there already. He's Makabal with something which is there. Ponim Seichakois is he, he reveals to them a tremendous schoik, a tremendous tainug. What is this extra level that Hashem shows them after Makabal Seichakois? What's the idea of Seichakois? So it explains like this. That when a person decides they want to do tshuva, so Hashem not only gives them save upon him yafais, but He also gives them seichikois. And the Rebbe explains what is that? Seichikois is on the level of tainuk of Hashem Himself, because we know in the Svirot, there's ten Svirot. The highest sphere is Ratzain, is Kesser. In Kesser, the lower part is Ratzain, the higher part is tainuk. So there's a tainuk. That Hashem shows Seichikais comes from the level of Tainug, not to our Tainug, but Tainug from Hashem, which is even much higher, much higher than Panam Yavais. And this Tainug that Hashem shows them, the love and the Seichikais and the pleasure that Hashem shows them for them wanting to return, even though they don't return, that creates within them a tremendous power that actually the says pulls out. That their own tainik for Hashem. And Osir explains like this. There's different levels in tainuk. You can have a tainuk for from something, and then you can have a tainuk just because. And it was like this. You can have a tainug because of a reason, and that's actually called a tainuk hamurkov, or you can have a tainuk just because. The tainug that Hashem shows. Someone that wants to return is just because, which is coming from a deep place in Hashem, which that brings out their tainug for Hashem, and because of that they have the power to go to get out of the situation they're in. And it's like this: there's a tainug, for example, Hashem. When we do a mitzvah, sure, it creates a tainug by Hashem. But what's the tainug? It's a limited tainug wherever the mitzvah can reach. When we learn Torah, it creates a tainug in Hashem. What tainug does it create? Wherever Torah can reach. But then there's a tainug of just because. Not because of Torah, not because of mitzvahs, and not even a tainug because you want to do in tshuva. In the words of the Rebbe, the Rebbe says, this tainug is atzmas. It touches the essence of Hashem. So again, there's a tainug which comes from Torah, from learning, which is great. There's a tainug which comes from mitzvahs, which is amazing. There's a tainug from tshuva, which is unbelievable, you're doing tshuva. But then there's a tainug which is atzmas. You just want to turn to Hashem. You want to be with Hashem. So when Hashem goes ahead and Mara Ponim 
when he reveals this tainug, not because they did something. It's, and when the person, obviously it comes because the person had an awakening to do tshuva. So what happens is that creates a tainug in the person that they should have a tainug for Hashem. And what should be their, what should be their only tainug that they have? Their tainug is that they want to have a relationship with Hashem. And through that, that gives them the power to overcome any and all struggles. So what Gerber is saying is like this, and this is so powerful. When Hashem when he shows them a, a, a beautiful face, but then which means Hashem shows them such a tainuk, such a, a, a pleasure, which is not based on anything, that causes the person to pull out their own tainuk for Hashem, which is coming from a very deep place. And once you reach out and you get the tainuk from the etzim of Hashem, and then it pulls out our tainuk from our atzmos, there's nothing that can stop any obstacle or any struggle on that relationship will be on fire beyond any type of relationship. So again, to recap, what happens again in the month of El is like this. There's the Yud Gimel Midas Harachamim that are revealed. And they're felt by everybody. Even somebody that is so, so far and so disconnected from Hashem on a practical level. No one's really totally disconnected, but in a relationship level. This taino, this, this Yudgim Menzerachem that's out there does not inspire you to do anything, but it's out there. When you see it, you go, oh my gosh, I want to return to Hashem. Some people actually return. Some people actually don't return, but they want to. So the Rebbe says that when somebody wants to turn to Hashem, immediately Hashem is macabre and safe upon the office. Not only the Sefer Panim Yofais Jehovah says, Umar Panim Seichakais. He shows them tremendous timing how he loves them for wanting to turn to Hashem. They didn't return. They didn't learn. They didn't pray. They didn't do tshuva. But the mere fact they wanted, Hashem shows them what type of Tainuk? Etzema Tainuk. That brings out their Etzema Tainuk. And then that gives them the power to do what they need to do to totally turn to Hashem. So the Rebbe asks a simple question. What are we saying here? That the tainuk that Hashem shows them brings out within them the tainuk to break through everything and turn to Hashem. We said what happens on the month of El Yudgim Lusrachem is only in a sinas koyach. Knows we're doing the avodah, but here we're saying is that it actually inspires us to do the avodah. Not only that, the Rebbe says if you think about the whole idea, what happens on the month of El? Melech Pasada, the kings in the field. So why is somebody turning to Hashem? True, I'm deciding to turn. Why? But, but what happens in the month of Av, or in a different month of Cheshvin, when the king's not in the field? You're not turning to Hashem. So you have to say that there, it's more than just an Asin as Koyach. Because if the king wasn't in the field, you wouldn't be turning to Hashem. And here the Rebbe introduces a very, very powerful concept, and he says like this. That this, that the Am, the nation, wants to go ahead and be makabal Pnei HaMelech, and they want to do Kabbalah Selamach HaShemayim, they want to accept Hashem as Hashem, and even though the pearl, they don't do it in certain cases, but they want to, the Rebbe says that is not an external thing we want to, that is who we are. Our Etzem Mitzuyusam, who we are is, we want to be connected to Hashem. Why? Because that's who we are. 
Or as Rebbe says, that the king is our heart. We are the heart of the king, and the heart of Hashem is within us. So because we are connected to Hashem in essence, and if you look deep within every person's heart, what are they connected to to Hashem? So therefore, there is skashrus, which means that our connection to Hashem is not an external connection. Our connection to Hashem is in who we are. Our connection to Hashem is not two people that create a relationship. Us and Hashem is really one. A Jew and Hashem is one. Our heart, Hashem is in our heart. Our connection to Hashem is one. Now, what happens? Not in the month of Elul throughout the year. So, on a technical, because Hashem is not revealed. So, because Hashem is not revealed, so therefore our willingness to go out and, and, to, and to accept Hashem is also in a concealed way. In other words, our essence hasn't changed. Our essence is one with Hashem. In our heart is lying Hashem. Our connection to Hashem is one. And that's in the essence. Throughout the year, when the Gidgum and are not revealed, so it's, it's a concealed relationship, but it's still 100% there. It's 100% connected, but it's in a concealed level. But what happens... The Chodesh when Melech which means the Yud Gimum are revealed, and they're revealed all over the ear for sure, in the city for sure, in the Sada, and how much more so in the people that are in the field, in, 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 in the Midbar, in the desert. So then our Rotzoin, which that's, it's a natural, our Rotzoin for Hashem gets revealed. What does that mean practically? The Rebbe says very simple. In the in the in the nimshal in the in the parable in the in the, in the practicality it was as follows: When we the, in the month of Elul have an awakening from within that we want to connect to the thirteen attributes of compassion, it means we want to connect to Hashem. Is that something new that's created within us, or our inner essence gets revealed? You know, so. So what does that explain? In the month of Elul, our inner essence gets revealed. And the Rebbe explains as follows. Because we know the Yud Gimel and the Sarachim, the 13 attributes of compassion, there's a discussion, which is the actual first one. But the Rebbe says over here that the first one is Shem Kale, Aleph Lamed. 13 different names of Hashem, the first one is Shem Kale. Now, that's the first one. What is Kale? Kale is a reference to what? No, we're talking about the energy that's in the, 13, in the month of Elul. 13 attributes of compassion. The first attribute that's out there strong is shame kale. What is shame kale that's out there in the, in, in, in the month of Elul? That is, Oyer Ein Soif Baruchu Mamish, the Rebbe says. It's literally the infant light of Hashem. Infant light of Hashem. So it brings a verse to, to, uh, to substantiate it, where it says, Kale Hashem Lonu, that the infinite light of Hashem is revealed in the month of Elul. And it's light. It's not shefa. It's not the, a flow. It's actually the light itself is revealed. And Rebbe says every single Jew feels and is connected and is revealed to him. That powerful, infinite light of Hashem. And the Rebbe actually says, because you see, you find interesting is, what's the um, name of the Jewish people? We're called Yisra- Yisraelim. What does Yisrael stand for? So anytime you have Yisrael is spelled Yud, Sin, Reish, Aleph, Lamet. 
Anytime you have Yud before a word, it means it's, it's constant. It's constant there. So Yud means it's constant. Sin Re stands for Sar. We're like a, an officer. We're a leader. Of what? Of Kale. So Yisrael is not just a name. Yisrael resembles the idea that the infinite Kale, the infinite part of Hashem, is who we are. That's our life. In other words, so in the, in the 13 attributes are, are revealed. So what, what happens then? Yisrael gets revealed. What part, of, what part of Hashem? The infant part of Hashem. And therefore, when we connect to Hashem, and when we Kabbal, when we accept Hashem as our king, in, in Kabbalah it's actually called, we all know, we've discussed this many, many times, the idea of Bittal. We're totally, we're dedicated to Hashem. We become uh, committed to Hashem. We're willing to do anything Hashem wants. We put our ego aside. When we become bottle, when we put our ego aside because we want to connect to Hashem. So what type of bittle is it? What does that mean? We're totally, we're going to do whatever Hashem wants. It's not a calculated bittle. It's not a calculated where we're totally, okay, I'm going to put myself aside now, tomorrow, for a certain, no, no limits. We're willing to totally put ourselves aside for Hashem. In Hebrew, it's called, we're being bottled, we're giving ourselves over to Hashem, above anything of intellect, understanding, etc. Why is that? Because by a Jewish person, the revelation of the infinite light of Hashem, is we're connected to a level which is totally off the charts. So therefore, because Israel, we're connected to the infinite part of Hashem, therefore our bittal to Hashem is without any calculations. Now, <clears throat> so they, based on the service, it's like this. What's the avoid of Chodesh Elul? So when, what happens in the month of Elul? The 13 attributes of compassion are out there. What's the strong, most strongest one? The first one, Kale. Kale is the infinite light of Hashem. So we become bottle, we become, we're dedicated, we're committed to totally let go of our ego, we want to become one with Hashem. Now, what happens, so we, and we do the avoid of Anil Doidi. Now, what inspired us? The 13 attributes of compassion. But here's the question. When the 13 attributes of compassion inspire us, is it inspiring us to do something which is not really us? Or, or who, are we, who are we really? So there, as we just learned, who we are really, we are really a part of Hashem. And we're really connected to what? To the infinite part of Hashem. Yisrael, we're connected to the infinite part of Hashem. We are totally in essence, our essence is the essence of Hashem. We're totally one with Hashem. The only thing that you give him in this Racham does is it, 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 it gives you an Asinus Chayach. Wake up! Be who you are. Don't be someone that you're not. Be who you are. Who are we? Yisrael. We are part of Kale. We're part of the infinite part of Hashem. And therefore we want it. We want to get rid of our ego and just be one with Hashem. So what happens in the month of El is there's the revelation. The kale within us gets revealed. Not that I have to be inspired to do something different. I just got to be myself. So the avoid of Chodesh is to be yourself. Be you. Be Yisrael. Be kale. The kale that's within you. Guess who? That, and what does it mean the kale's within you? Our connection with Hashem is an essence. That's who we are. So the avoid of Chodesh is to be who we are. So therefore, when Yud Gimel Surachim comes out, it doesn't inspire us to be something else. It inspires us to be who we, who we are. Now, we can choose not to. 
We can choose not to. We have choice. But when we're choosing to be, it's not, it was awakening within us, oh my gosh, be something else. No, because now, then it's a change, it's not really real. Here, what we're doing is, we're becoming who we are. So the Rebbe explains that we're doing the Avoidah. But what, what Avoidah are we doing? We're revealing who we are. What inspired us to do that Avoidah? What awakened with us? What created that Nesvinas Koyach? So what created the Nesvinas Koyach was the Yudgim and Sarachna. So the Rebbe says like this. So we're doing the Avoidah. What created the, the atmosphere for us to do the Avoidah? Yudgim and Sarachna. So the Rebbe says because of that, there's actually an Aliyah. There's an elevation in the Yudgim and Sarachna itself. By us doing our Avoidah, by creating the bittel within us, by create, going and creating the Kabbalah Samach Shemayim, we actually create an elevation in the cause, which is the Yud Gimel that caused it to do that. Why? Because think about it. The Yud Gimel before the month of El, where is it? It's sitting on high, connected to Hashem. What happens? It has to take a downgrade and has to come down to this world and it has to reveal itself. So it created a downgrade within itself, but why did it come down here? It came down here to inspire what? Not us to do something else, but to inspire us to bring out our essence. What is our essence? Our essence is Hashem. And when we bring out our essence, it actually creates an elevation of the actual Yudgim Al-Zerachim. quotes the verse that says, Melech Nevat. What does that mean? That even the king, which is no one higher than the king, but nevertheless, where does he have to come if he wants to eat? He has to go down to the field. Someone, whether he does it, someone else does it. You have to plant, and then you have to eat it. So by, by going ahead and going down to the lower level, you're actually elevating the food that's in there. So the same thing also by the Yud Gimel coming down to this world and inspires us, it gets, it gets an elevation for itself as well. Why? Because since the Yud Gimel doesn't, cause us to do anything else other than to be us and our source again is an atmos so that creates an elevation actually in the yud gimel midas and the rebbe says that, e- that that even for for someone that's let's say in the desert not only, not only even but even more so when the yud gimel inspires someone which is totally not connected with Hashem on a revealed level, even though everyone in essence is, revi- is connected. And go and the, the Yud Gimel Shrachim is revealed not only in the Sada, but even to the people in the Bidbar, and they go ahead and do tshuva, their tshuva is much stronger because they're coming from a much lower space. And when they do tshuva, they actually create a greater ev- ev- elevation in the Yud Gimel And Rebbe quotes the famous verse, it says in the Torah, that Kibbutz uh, Matzah was found in the field, and the Tzaka uh, Naira, and the, the, the girl, she screamed to Hashem, Ve'en Mashila, no one's helping her. And the Rebbe explains, according to Chassidus, that Tzamaq Tzedek says, what is Ve'en Mashila? That her Mashila, her help comes from Ayin, from a very, very high level. Where does, where does the help come from? It comes from higher than a Stalshalus, higher than a level of where you can, we can relate to. 
So the, what, what does that mean? That when someone's in trouble, how do they get help? You can't get help from, from, from a simple place. You have to get it from Ayin, from higher than the Shalshalis. So the same thing also when the Yudgimus Racham reaches out and, and it creates the opportunity for someone that's totally disconnected in a revealed way from Hashem, it actually creates even a much higher and greater and more powerful elevation for the actual Yudgimul Midas Harachman. And based on this, Trevor explains back, full circle, why we say Anila Doidi Vidoidili. What, what's the idea? Because when we say Anila Doidi, what is it doing? Aravoida. What is Doidili, the inspiration? Those coming from Hashem, it's not referring to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur because then what's the connection in the month of El? So Doidi Li is referring to the revelation of the 13 attributes of compassion which is in the month of El available. But if that's the case, what comes first? The 13 attributes or our work? The 13 attributes being revealed. So how come it says first? And never explains very powerful. Because again, in order of time, what comes first? The revelation of the 13 attributes. And then we do our of Anila Doidi. But in order of, um, uh, of priority and, uh, and what's higher, Anila Doidi really, our avoid is much higher. Because not only is our avoid much higher, but through our avoid, we actually create a, a, an elevation in Vadoidi Li. So the base of the service is as follows. In order of chronological order, first, what happens in the month of Elul, you have the revelation of the 13 attributes of compassion. Then we do, on either day, do we turn to Hashem. But the reason why it's listened afterwards, because our avoida is what makes things happen. When we do our avoida, and that causes actually an elevation in the actual 13 attributes of compassion. And the, the elevation that happens is two things. Why? One is the mere fact that it had to come down to this world, and not only it came, but it actually inspires us to do tshuva. That actually brings out our level of connection with Hashem, which is much deeper. And through we, that we, our connection of Hashem is much deeper, that creates, as we mentioned before in the, in the Mimer, it creates panim seichakos. We bring out a much more powerful revelation from Hashem. And through the fact that we do the Aravoid of Anila Doidi, and then we do the Vadoidi Li, so what happens is even the 13 attributes receive of the level of Panim Yafois and Panim Soichakais. And based on this, the Rebbe says, finishes off and he says, it should be the will of Hashem Taka that through our work, in Gullus, which means what's our work? Because we're doing, we're, we're the one that's doing Kabbalah so Machashemayim. We're the one that's willing to accept. We're getting rid of, obviously, the ego. And especially the avoid of Chodeshelel, which is turning to Hashem, Tata. We should hope and pray that we should merit the ultimate redemption where we're going to have the real, the real Ponim Seichachachach, where Hashem is really going to reveal Himself with the true level of Tainug. And like there are quotes that says when Mashiach is going to come, Hashem is going to make tremendous uh, revelations for each and every one of us. And, and here's something very, very powerful the Rebbe says. What's going to happen when Mashiach comes? We're going to see. We're not going to hear. We're going to see in a revealed way that the whole war between good and bad, positive and negative, that exists in this world, it's only so that we should bring out the schoik, and Tainug by Hashem. 
And by doing our avoid in this world, again, we're going to merit to see that it's all about Tzchayk and Tainik. So this is tremendous inspiration. Anytime you're going through a, tr- a struggle or a, t- a challenge, so you can look at, oh my gosh, I'm going through a terrible struggle and challenge. What does Rebbe say? No, no, no. You're going to realize there's a purpose. Your struggle, our struggles, our challenges is to be able to bring out the tremendous Tzchayk and Tainuk from Hashem, and as the Rebbe finishes off, it says, "V'az Yimoli, when Mashiach comes, Schaik Pinu, we're going to be full of Schaik, we're going to be full of laughter, we're going to realize it's all about creating a greater light and a greater revelation of Hashem's Tainug in this world." And the Rebbe finishes off, all this should happen, but Karib Mamish very, very quickly. I think this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse because it teaches us tremendous ideas. And really what happens in the month of Elul, month of Elul is a tremendous opportunity because the Yud Gimel are out there and all we need to do is do one thing. We, we see it. We see, the, we see it. We're going to see it starting in the month of Elul. But all we need to do is do one thing, Kabbalah Se'el Ma'ach whatever level that, and sometimes it's not easy. But by doing Kabbalah Se'el Ma'ach once we do that, Hashem will accept us, B'Savor, Ponim, Yofois, with a beautiful countenance, he's going to bring out the Tainug, and not only will we experience something holy, but we're actually going to elevate the Yud Gimel that came here to, to inspire us. And Jerba says, hopefully we'll all merit to see that all the struggles and all the challenges is just to create the Shaykh and Tainug. So let's hope and pray that each and every one of us experience a tremendous month of Elul, where we're totally, through the Nesinas Koyach, we have the power that wanting to turn to Hashem, and the wanting will create the, the love from Hashem, and that will give us more energy to turn to Hashem, and we'll all be blessed with tremendous simcha, tremendous tainug, and we'll, we'll hopefully merit to the greatest tainug of the ultimate revelation, we'll see the real light, and the real light will see that it's all about tzchayk and tainug from Hashem. I want to thank you all for joining us for our weekly Chassidus uh, class, and let's hope our next Chassidus class is given in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Thank you, and have a great and blessed week.